are geek-centric, and you can be too. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and welcome to a very special Behind the Geeks episode. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys and collectibles, and all things Geek Centric. Joining me for today's short but magic filled adventure, he always looks good in a daikini bikini, eating fettuccine while wearing a beanie. He's Justin, the Jade Stan Lawrence. I can assure you I would not look good in a bikini, bikini, bikini? whatever the hell. Eating yeah. fettuccine? You would? Are you sure? Eating fettuccine? No, that that just sounds like all sorts of wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, if anyone's watching this, wants to Photoshop it uh, and get it to us through our email, we'll, we'll, link, our, we'll link our email. Please don't. Uh, Justin, how's it going? I know, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned in my uh, interview that we're about to show here uh, that I actually had never seen the original Willow up until watching the series. Mm. Uh, I want to know for you, when was the first time you partook in the illustrious magic that is the 1988 Willow? I think I was five or six when it was shown to me, and I think my cousin showed it to me. Um, I saw it before I saw Star Wars. I know that. I was I was introduced to it fairly young, um, and I just remember it just being you know, an adventure uh, mm -hmm. sort of thing and, and charming. And it, I'd seen Princess Bride like as well. So that kind of reminded me of that. But it was, it was a, little a little edgier overlap. and, it, yep. you know, you know, Val Kilmer was in it. Um, and at the time, I didn't even know who Val Kilmer was, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, revisiting it uh, ahead of this series uh, does not age well. Uh, that's for I, sure. Yeah. It, it's 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 got it's got definitely elements that are very forward but other things that felt very much like it it kept it in a box mm. uh, and i think that box over time uh over these many years hasn't aged it well but uh this series though i i i can say nothing but great things about this series which we'll we'll talk more about in our our spoiler free review when we yes. get there yeah yeah our spoiler free review we're going to drop tomorrow if you're watching this uh on the day that we release it here on youtube um you know the the willow series is also launching uh, tomorrow on Disney Plus, November 30th. Now, you might not know everyone we had the chance to talk to uh, from this cast um, yet, but I think I think you are going to fall in love with them throughout this series. I had the chance to sit down with Ruby Cruz uh, and Tony Revolori. Uh, Justin, you sat down with Aaron Kellyman and Amar Chadha Patel. Uh, and, uh, I mean... I think the Kasdan name is well known throughout the Geekiverse uh, for his dad, but you got to speak to showrunner of Willow, Jonathan Kasdan, uh, and you know, huge thanks to Lucasfilm and Disney Plus Canada for giving us ten minutes each with these folks. A lot of time. Uh, we got to go to some really silly, funny questions. I think, um, and uh, and yeah, I think it's. Uh, I, I think I don't know. I had a good time. Did you have a good time, Justin? Yeah, I blessed and humbled to have 10 minutes uh, with John Kasdan as well as uh, Aaron and Amr. It was absolutely 
an honor and a privilege to have all the time in the world to talk to these people about this fantastic series because yeah it's it's tons of fun cool well listen without further ado uh, let's get to those interviews with John Kasdan, Aaron Kellyman, Amhar Chadapatal, Ruby Cruz, and Tony Revolari. Hey, John. Welcome to the Geek Centric hey. Podcast. My name is Justin. How are you today, man? I'm, I'm well. I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk to you. Awesome. I'm very excited to talk to you about this fantastic series. Uh, now, I know you uh, were a huge fan of the original movie, uh, which kind of sparked the interest of wanting to, uh, yeah. I guess, dive in and tell more stories. But I'd love to know when you were a kid, what was it about this this movie that really spoke to you? And now years later, you're you're wanting to tell more stories. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, and I think this is often true, is a lot of it was timing for me. You know, mm-hmm. it, it came at me when I was eight years old and and ready to to sort of graduate to to big boy movies, if you will. Um, <laughs> and and I went to the theater and, and saw saw Willow for the first time and was terrified and sort of exhilarated. And, and I thought it was funny and I thought I wanted to be like Matt Mardigan. And I thought I'd probably like to go out with a girl like Joanne Wally. And all <laughs> these things came at me at a very impressionable moment in my life. Right. So that when I grew up, I, it was a movie I found myself revisiting time and again. Uh, on VHS, on on Laserdisc, uh, and finally on DVD uh, and Blu-ray. So, you know, it was never far from my mind. And when I came to be working at uh, at Lucasfilm in, in, in the mid-2010s, mm-hmm. it was something I thought there was real opportunity around exploiting as a as a as a potential place for more stories and and more of, of classic George Lucas style stories because for me, so much of George's legacy is about this spirit of 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 entertainment and escapist fun entertainment yes. that he did better than anyone on Earth. And and while we've had many Star Wars adventures and we've had many Indiana Jones adventures, now Willow was the the unspoiled country sort of, if you yes. will. And uh, and it felt like there was an opportunity here to to make that happen. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think this really does give breath to Lucasfilm's uh, ability yes. with the style of storytelling, right? Like Willow kind Absolutely. of just fell off. And now with this series, it, it really doesn't reinvigorate the power of Lucasfilm as as this sort of powerhouse in storytelling with fantasy base, you yes. know, sci-fi adventure. So I, I love it all. Um, I, I think originally this was intended to be a movie uh, before it transitioned into being a series. What, what were those conversations looking like? Uh, well, that was always, you... yeah. I mean, my first impulse was movies because that's sort of the world I came out of and and right. my first love. And, and the original was, of course, a movie. And it was only in, in 2018 when, when Ron and I met that it was becoming clear that the medium of television was changing to right. make room for stories of this scale and, and this amount of spectacle, you know? And I think that Game of Thrones was so revelatory to so many filmmakers throughout the industry about the kind of stories that could be told on a large canvas and that one of the huge advantages of doing this for television rather than for movies was that there was an opportunity to both do huge scale epic stuff but also much quieter moments that that movie theaters are, are less inclined to to fit together as neatly as television does. So it's been a real exciting moment to be a part of the culture. 
And then it's also, you know, simply a, a reality that it's hard to make, take a 34 year old IP that was beloved, but not wildly successful yeah. right. and translated into a big budget blockbuster. Yeah. But this television world has created an opportunity for those stories to continue and, and be built out. Well, I love the idea that we can spend more time with these characters, Absolutely, right? you know, just dive in a lot more. And with that, I think one of my favorite parts about this series is the combination of fantasy with very contemporary elements yes. that do speak to today, uh, yeah. specifically like the dialogue. I just I love it. Um, I'd love to know, how did you find a way to mix those two elements and, and why was it so important to do yeah. so to kind of well, mix that? So much of the the character of, of the show comes out of of really the triumphant of 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 George Ron and Bob Dolman and 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 what they set up with Val Kilmer and a kind of looseness that they had in the movie, a right. playfulness to the dialogue that was contemporary and was like someone you might know or or see hanging out behind the liquor store of your favorite, you know, mini mart. He just seemed like a character that just belonged in our world as much as he belonged in this fantasy world. And we wanted to create characters that had that quality, that felt for 22 as contemporary as Val felt in 1988. Right. And, you know, that really informed the casting process throughout. So we knew certain people like like Warwick would be sort of stalwarts of the fantasy genre and 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 grounded in a reality and and sense of place while other people like ruby cruz could bring a energy and, a, and an exuberance that was uniquely 22nd 2022 yeah what really elevates this whole story is the cast and and their their sort of dynamic together and i i, I gotta know like when you're writing these characters is there a, do you do you have sources of inspiration when you're when you're coming up like certainly do you, do you... with jade i mean with a character like jade there was never any possibility that there was going to be anyone but Aaron Kellyman in that role. Awesome. You know, when we were kind of conceiving this show on the set of Solo and, and we knew we wanted this sort of dynamic of these three women at the center of the pilot and you wouldn't know which one was a Laura Dannon. And we're like, well, we're going to need some some redheads and we're going to need some brilliant actresses and we're going to need some diversity. And we want all yes. these elements in the story. And Aaron was standing directly in front of us. And we thought <laughs> like, well, this person's definitely going in the show. For you sure. Know? Yeah. And she's, yeah. you know, again, she stands on her own. She's she's badass. And she, you know, again, the whole cast just comes together Absolutely. really, really well. If you were to put yourself into this series, yes. what kind of character, what kind of character would you write oh, for John Kazan? To be know, in this that, series? Is, that is a great question. And there's certainly a lot of me in all these characters. Um, I thought so. Yeah. But they're, they're, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a I relate to something in in Elora, frankly, about not knowing quite who you are and then being sort of confronted by at the same time by a legacy of of what you're supposed to be and, and the, the sort of the expectations on you to deliver a certain kind of a certain kind of magic. Right. Uh, it's certainly right. it's relatable for any showrunner mm -hmm. um, and that the anxiety and the and the the tumult that that creates and then the way that that can sometimes feed your work right. uh is certainly the most personal idea in the show to me wow i i absolutely love that uh, uh john this has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you, you.
Yeah, man. It, it, it's an, uh, you know, again, just a gush about it. You know, I love that you've really fused the fantasy, the contemporary, you've kept the charm, you've updated it. I I'm really enjoying it. We've had a year oh, of Lord yeah. of the Rings and game of Thrones. And I, I gotta say, oh, this is, this is tons of fun. So looking oh, forward I'm to so seeing more, man. Feel that way. I, well, I, I, we're, we're looking forward to making some more. So I'm so awesome. to hear you say this. This is awesome. Pretty- John, have a great rest of your day, man. Thank you. You too, man. Aaron and Umar, welcome to the Geek-Centric Podcast. My name is Justin. Uh, I am so excited to have the opportunity to chat with you guys. How are you today? Good. We are all well. Thank you. How are you doing? I am doing great. I'm I'm talking to the two of you, uh, and uh, we are we are about to get into why I love this series so much, and it, it really does come down to the characters. All of you guys together, you guys just have such a great dynamic, and I think they're just incredibly relatable and real, uh, which is crazy to think, given the fact that we're talking about a fantasy world, if you will. Um, I do have two questions in and around your characters, and that is, um, is there a person that has inspired your portrayal of the characters that you play? Oh, interesting. Ooh. For me, there's a, a little bit of Val Kilmer's Mad Mardigan in there. I'm awesome. paying tribute to that archetype for sure. Mm-hmm. And then another inspiration, which I've definitely talked about before, was um, Toshiro Mufuni, who's a Japanese actor from Seven Samurai. And John and I discussed this from the very beginning. He has this dirty, messy swagger. He's kind of like a caged tiger. And we were trying mm-hmm. to bring this sort of like aloof swagger and messiness to Borman I think we hopefully managed to achieve I I would agree so (laughs) um John gave us kind of like a list of movies to watch Mm. in Mm -hmm. in preparation for us taking these roles on and um I think one of the ones that stuck with me the most was The Breakfast Club um and seeing how that dynamic kind of worked and all of these different people coming together really stuck with me and um he also created a, a a very safe space to be able to just talk about our characters and our background and um, yeah. yeah, to create this character together was really fun. Yeah, I had the opportunity to chat with him earlier today and he did speak to how it was a very much a collaboration and find that that place of of where it feels real and genuine. And I think that, again, it that's really the heart for me of, of this series thus far, three episodes in. Um, I, I think, again, related to characters, is there a trait personally for yourselves that you identify with your characters that you say is very much who you are as a person in your everyday. Mm. You have that run mm. up your butt. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not have a rod at my butt. It does not. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> Sorry, I push my emotions down with humor. Absolutely. But I, I guess I guess there's, you know, there's a level of uh passion and drive in Jade's character. Do you feel like that might be something that is very relatable for for yourself yeah definitely i feel like we both maybe have the same um once we hone in on something we're very focused and we remain very focused until we achieve we achieve that um i would strive to be as brave as her i would love to be as brave as trade that's awesome that's awesome so something that that inspires you from your character that's really great there's some pretty epic uh battles in this show uh with with all the swords work what was that training like and be honest, do you, do you guys make the sword noises? I, I feel like you would, Amr. I feel like you would be making the sword noises. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I did lightsaber sounds, which is so strange. I was I was going to say, I would probably still do a lightsaber sound, even yeah. though it is a sword. Yeah, exactly. I grunted a lot when I was when I was sword fighting. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I, <laughs> doing it now. People would have to come up to me and tell me to stop making noises because other people were trying to do dialogue. They were like, 
hey guys and there's 17 of you fighting or something could you um could you uh fight quietly <laughs> yeah that's my least that, direction we had um the the thing that they would always i wasn't making noises but i was pulling faces oh I i'm just rearranging the light. light yeah i'm not doing my oh look at you lighting guy <laughs> <laughs> i would every time that i would like hit throw a hit i'd do this with my yes, with yeah. my mouth i would do that with my mouth and this with my hand She's very fabulous, white edge. It's very like, yeah. she's quite camp with it. Yeah, you'd be like killing stuff and going. So the face would be giving proper fish and the hand would be giving uh, fabulous. fabulous. And but Sarah, fabulous. Your, stunt, your stunt work would be like, clench your fist, Aaron. Stop blowing like cheese. Clench your fist. Well, you guys are both like warrior characters in this show. So it's like, it's it's pretty top-notch uh, work that you guys are, are committing to the choreography and, and really leaning into it. Um, Aaron, I want to I want to ask you. Uh, it seems like you're on a, a geek streak, uh, playing strong characters in in Solo, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now here with Willow. So I I, I just got to ask: Is are you a geek? Are you are you geeky about these things? Do you like Do you like these worlds, or is it something that you're discovering as you start taking on these roles? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I but I don't think it's geeky. But maybe that maybe maybe reclaim geek. Re, but maybe that's yes. Thing that is that's what I'm talking about, man. Reclaim I, that. Yeah, <laughs> just a hobby, yo. I love these. I love the different franchises, and I used to binge watch Marvel films when I was a kid. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, so like again, I, I feel like everyone's got a little geek in them about whatever it is. They're passionate about whatever. So um, as we were mentioning before, I'm mean, you, your, your, your comedy is definitely something that you're very comfortable with, um, and it also seems like you got some badass like moments in this in this series uh was that an opportunity for you to kind of lean into something different for borman yeah absolutely borman is, is a, a funny archetypal character to begin with and i think that his comedy is definitely unique to his performance and it's something that john and i tried to construct throughout the entire process um but i felt that came kind of naturally to me because it's something i do um but the the physicality of his performance was something that i really wanted to work on and so we tried to give him this sort of fluid gait and this very performative peacocky way of moving. Yes. So even if he walks up to someone, he might just sort of like make a thing out of it because he wants people to look at him, which is an right. interesting defense mechanism. But right. uh, that extended to the fighting as well. You know, some of the fight scenes that I, I designed with, well, I mean, they were designed by our stunt coordinator, CC uh, Smith, who's amazing. But I, I was there when they were being made and I would try and change them into sort of more drunken style and, the, an element of luck to the, to the fight. You know, he might hit somebody and then someone else get knocked out behind them. And he's like, well, I was lucky. And that's how he lives his life. But the, um, but, but the, the drama of Borman was what really excited me because we yeah. get to break down that archetype over the show and turn him into a fragile character. And that's a very well-rounded dreamy thing to do. Yeah. You guys all have such a great balance with the comedy and the drama. And I think you guys make your fighting styles each unique to yourselves. That's very that speaks to your characters that and it's very apparent. So there's a level of commitment that that just jumps off the screen. Um, but on set, who's who's the who's the jokester? Who's the one that's that's pulling all the pranks and and doing stuff to uh, to the other castmates? Is that is that is that you, Emma, or is that someone else? I like to have a good time, but I think Tiki Popolori, Tony Revolori, he's yeah. the he's the guy, man. Yeah. yeah. Dempsey or Dempsey. Dempsey Bird. Some people put a lot of pranks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason why I ask that is because it, it does really feel like you guys are a family uh, that are really connected, close bond. Uh, and it, again, like I was saying, it just leaps off the screen and, and really does resonate with me. So uh, thank you for taking the time today, guys. Uh, this was absolutely amazing uh, to, to chat with you and, and uh, learn a little more insight about your characters and, and what goes into crafting such relatable characters. So thank you. Thank you so thank much. You. So nice awesome.
Hey, Ruby. Hey, Tony. My name is Nate. Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast. How are you two doing today? And how are you enjoying Toronto? Hey, Nate. We're doing great today. We're doing great. Um, and I'm loving Toronto so far. I'm loving it. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I've had myself a nice little Nando's. It's and, nice uh, and chilly. It is. I was going to say, is it is a little bit colder than you're used to? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Just a little bit. We're both LA yeah. natives. So. Yeah, we are. Oh, my God, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the LEDs in your back. This is cool. Right? I know. that You're, the, you're like... I interview a ton of people and they're always talking about the LEDs. I'm like, should I, maybe I should lower them a little no, bit, I turn them down. No, you no, like no, it? No, don't okay. Them away. They're nice. Okay. Like Good to like hear. <laughs> well, I, uh, sometimes I feel like I'm in a spaceship. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this show so much and you two are fantastic in it. Um, I have to admit something to you. I hope it's not too shameful to say this, but I, I hadn't actually watched uh, the original movie until I sat okay. down to watch this show. Um, I know Tony, you said the original. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Because I've seen, I I (laughs) saw it when I was cast. I watched it. Okay, okay. Seen it a couple times. Thank you. Good to hear. Good to hear. Yeah, I heard Tony. You've mentioned before that you like you watched it since you were born. Is that correct? I don't know about since I was born. Yeah, in my head. Yeah. It just never stops. It never stops in my head. Uh. Yeah, no, I watched it as a kid, but uh, yeah, I love the series. Very cool. Um, Tony, I got to say, we are here at the Geek Centric Podcast. We love you as Flash Thompson in the Spider-Man movies. Uh, and in those movies, you know, Flash, I think, always tries to be the loudest and like proudest in the room. Um, whereas here with Graydon, your character is definitely a little more a little more reserved, a little more quieter, a little a more bit. of a quieter disposition. What was yeah. it like playing you know, Graydon in contrast to someone like Flash? Well, Flash is fun just because you can go and improvise. And, and uh, John gave me a lot of freedom to really kind of just be loud, be fun, be douchey. And it's kind of <laughs> fun to engage on those impulses because we all kind of have them. For Graydon, it was, it was um, I would say, maybe a little bit closer to me personally, mm. where I like to take in a room sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope I can be, you know, charming, but uh, <laughs> every now and then, for the most part, sometimes the social battery is a little lower and you you end up taking a back seat and you're in the background. Um, so Graydon was really, really fun, um, but it was a lot more interesting to figure out the dynamics and, and reactions to whatever everyone is saying, because he's a person who's really kind of just looking at the entire room and, and making notes and taking even physical notes mm-hmm. of where a person's at mentally Mm. yeah i I think well especially with everything sort of uh you know and we obviously won't spoil anything but his character goes through quite uh a a journey with the with the whole emotions and everything um but that kind of works for for my next question then i wanted to know what trait of your characters do you both relate to uh the most and maybe ruby if you want to start off i would say i mean i've sort of stuck with this one all day but i'm really feeling it um (laughs) I feel like our independence, Mm -hmm. I think, is something that I definitely was easily could connect with her on. Um, She, I mean, she's very, she's wildly independent where she, she sort of sees her way and knows what way she believes is best and will stick to it no matter what's going on around her. Um, And I sort of relate in that way more of just like, sort of when I'm, I like to, deal with my own stuff on my own term i think on my on my own you know what mm-hmm. I mean? um, yeah independence i like independence. it i think Graydon has a lot of empathy um and i feel like i have a bunch of empathy um 
oh wow there's a bunch of groans in the other room i guess maybe not <laughs> um, but um i would say that i would say that very cool very cool um <laughs> now ruby there's some sensitive ruby there's some moments in the show where you're kicking some serious uh we'll say butt for for disney uh with your sword uh what was that training like and be honest did you make like the sword clashing noises oh yes <laughs> yeah oh yes i i'm sure audio had much had, editing it's fun editing out my <laughs> i was very vocal when... what was it like for you <laughs> what, what, what were my... your noises i think it, it was what was it like oh yeah i'd always do like a yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah i don't know what yeah. <laughs> very very legend of zelda of you yeah I like that. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was so fun honestly it was so cool to be able to learn how to sword fight and to learn how to use my body in a way that was i don't know fun it was just really it's really cool and our our stunt team was unreal cc yeah. smith uh Jesus leader smith. leader of our stunt team he him and his team just like taught us everything and we were able to do our own stunts which was a dream yeah. of mine and i definitely and you killed it that was really cool thanks no literally you you killed i killed yeah ki yeah spoiler oh, oh, hey, oh. I'm we had the chance to talk to aaron and amar and uh yeah amar was saying that like Ooh. he made a lot of grunts and that like the sound like everyone on sound had to come over and be like can you guys fight a little quieter <laughs> no, right no. now um yeah, i wanted he did a lot <laughs> he did a lot <laughs> i wanted to know um you know we're having a lot of laughs right now i think this show has some great comedic moments uh, off camera. Who's cracking the most jokes? Who's making the, you know, people laugh the most uh, on set? Who would you say out of everyone? I don't know who, who's making someone laugh the most. Who's landing the jokes? <laughs> <laughs> who's making the most ones and who's like, landing like, them? I feel like Amr and I are throwing like a million yeah, jokes a minute. Like, ba, ba, ba. They don't always land, but like, you Aaron's know. hilarious. Aaron is funny, Aaron's but hilarious. Aaron. Ellie. Ellie, Ellie funny. is accidentally funny oh, all day long <laughs> to me. It's like you don't is. mean to make that joke, but it's yeah. absolutely maybe uproarious. Maybe she maybe she is it? Is it? Yeah, maybe she's like secretly the most funny person in the room. Honestly, maybe. Warwick. Warwick's pretty good. Too. He lands every yeah. joke he makes. And Dempsey. Last one. Didn't Dempsey. Mention. Oh, there Dempsey's we go. Dempsey's, Dempsey's, Dempsey's brilliant. Our Canadian brother. Yeah. <laughs> there we go so so everyone is <laughs> is laughing it up then yeah we were all um, laughing, we were all laughing. You yeah were pretty funny You're too funny. I, I was about to say you <laughs> i was about to say you <laughs> for both of you uh i want to know there's there's so much magic in this show uh and there's so many spells in this world uh if you could choose one magic power for yourself what would it be Teleportation. I've thought about this. Yeah, right? Yeah, I, I That's the one. said that too. Uh, yeah, like the it's idea that, so like, easy. come on. Come on. We travel so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> we could go do this interview live. But also, and then I could go to the Paris and have lunch. And then I could also it. go to Qatar and watch the FIFA World Cup because the US <laughs> is playing right now against England. Oh, man. No, against Wales. Against Excuse Wales. Me. Against your two homes. <laughs> my two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would also want to be. I could. I would love to transform into different animals. Ooh, like animals. Okay. Do you remember those books? Yeah. Wait. Sort of. Is, you know, like the the books. You know what I'm talking. Yeah. About. Oh yeah. Is animorphs more than a Canadian thing? Is did it hit the states? Oh, is that a Canadian I, thing? No, animorphs are a huge American thing. So what? Like, what? The cover of the okay. books were like some like kid, oh, and, then and then you he... see the slow morphing yes. into yeah. whatever animal. Yes. Like that. 
<laughs> like that. that would be my my superpower. Your magical power. Be a I love that. I love that. Cool. Well, I think you know uh, this show. Both of you, you're you're both royalty on the show, uh, and it's it's on Disney. So, are you officially a Disney prince and Disney princess at this point? Is that is that I'm how it works? Let you make that decision. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yes. we are. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I appreciate listen, it. I mean, I let Disney make the official stamp, but mm -hmm. in my mind, yeah, I'd yeah. love to be a Disney prince. Prince Graydon Haster. Prince Graydon Haster. You know, <laughs> we love it. Yeah. We got to get the hashtag started. Thank you both so much for sharing your time with uh, with me. Cool. Uh, the show absolutely rocks, and I can't wow. wait to see where your characters' journeys take them next. Both of you, have a great day. Have a good time in you Toronto. Uh, and, uh, and we'll catch you later. Cheers. Thank Sounds you so good. much. Have a good All rest right. of your day. And we're back. Uh, that was, they are all so lovely to, to, yeah. to sit down and chat with. I think it was, honestly, I think the coolest part um, with John was hearing that the series was discussed all the way back in 2017 while they were on the set of Solo. Uh, and to hear that Aaron Kellyman, you know, she scored the role right off the bat with uh, with Enfys Nest. And I think that's so awesome. Like her, her character here, obviously so action focused um with jade and so you can absolutely see why she got this role after being in that movie and i think she's excellent in the show and it's just cool to hear that you know he was that's like his first go-to like it was, was yeah. aaron calliman it just like makes sense for sure i think that that's that's very much a, a huge thing to celebrate about this willow series is that you know not everyone is white i think that there's a lot of visible diversity and uh, it's very clear that that was that was intentional to tell a story that felt contemporary soon as um John was working at Lucasfilm like he was trying to find ways to uh, bring Willow back and I love that because he he's right like there's a um, nuanced storytelling style to Lucasfilm that if you look at Star Wars Indiana Jones and now Willow that they all have overlapping themes and their their production value and their and their narrative qualities are, are very similar and I think that you know bringing Willow back into the fold, it helps to kind of round out the experience of storytelling that Lucasfilm really wants to achieve. Um, and it reinvigorates it, honestly. Like, it's such a smart idea the way they want they wanted to approach this series as a series and rather than a movie. You know what I mean? I thought that was, that was really smart. Yeah, I don't think with such a big cast that they could have done a movie. Like, I think they would have had to have, like you know cut moments they wouldn't have been get, they wouldn't have been able to get as much character growth yeah, uh, i think a time. series all, you know anytime we can get a series we get more time to mm -hmm. spend with these characters and it's so funny because we often we'll go back and forth on like this really should have been a movie this really should have been a series but no this series absolutely benefited from being a series i thought it was great to hear him about him uh and how he grew up with the movie uh seeing it when he was just eight years old and then Seeing it on VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, Blu-ray. Oh, yeah. He um, he has every single copy he's got of all this the different movie, versions. Is, it's awesome. That and unlike as geeks, yeah, you know, one thing we would love is is the opportunity to work on any of the things that we we are super passionate about. Like I would love to make a Ninja Turtles movie, you know what I right? mean, or something yeah. like that, or work on that. So I can only imagine what it must mean to him. Uh, as a geek to be working on on a huge passion project, and you know, you kind of see it in his his responses and how he talks about this the movie so lovingly and the series kind of 
carrying aspects of what he loved, but being updated for today's audience. Well, because it's embedded into his his childhood. And I think mm-hmm. that's the coolest thing. Like, And I think we can, like you're saying, like as geeks, we can instantly know when mm-hmm. we're watching a movie or a series of like the showrunner. Oh, yeah. The people that are behind this, they grew up with it. They're just as passionate as the people that are wanting to watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think the fact that he just cares so deeply for this world and its characters uh, is is awesome. And I, I, I think, you know, the whole aspect of Mad Mardigan you know the dna is is embedded into the the dialogue of the show and it it does have like a really great sort of playfulness i think it lends to the show like he was saying and uh i think the the casting helps to really give the energy cuz you were saying like they've updated it and you can tell they've updated it but we still have warwick davis as kind of our our lead mm-hmm. and you know sort of having him but then bringing in fresh fresh people like Ruby, Aaron, uh, and I think especially Borman um, gives us a lot of the sort so of modern sensibilities yeah. of comedy that we we really liked about the show. And again, you'll you'll be able to hear all of like we'll be blabbing on about this on our yeah. spoiler well, free review for sure. And and I think that you know again, Amr talks about how hit the his Borman is inspired by that of Mad Mardigan from from the original. And I think that that makes sense. That's that's who his character needs to emulate and you know when Aaron was talking about how her and how John gave them movies to watch mm-hmm. I love that Breakfast Club was the one that stuck with her yep. because if you look at this this group it's it it is very Breakfast Club right oh, so yeah. there's there's a really fun vibe to that so again just bringing in those modern sensibilities but also having trust like I think it shows that John has trust for each person that is cast in their roles to bring what they think is proper for their character forward. It was really funny to hear about some of the the choreography uh, and and the energy that went into went yeah. into all of that. The noise making, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I, I really uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed the sort of you know Zelda sounds that uh, that Ruby was making. Yeah. Um, apparently, and and Amr saying they had to go to sound and everything and tell you know they sound people had to be like, can you just yeah. fight Ruby. quieter? I love yeah, that. Ruby Ruby confirmed that because she said that she's like, oh gosh, they had to like probably cut out a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know Tony uh, Flash Thompson himself uh i thought that was really cool i was like i was stoked i'm like okay you know justin gets to talk to emphasis nest i get to talk to flash thompson um and uh and yeah when he brought up animorphs (laughs) i was like whoa how did we get into animorphs i'm so happy that we're talking about animorphs but i i looked it up i thought it was a ytv exclusive thing no they had it on nickelodeon in the states i'm not sure but it's not it's not uncommon for stuff like that to kind of find its way over uh because it was popular in the united states and they made us they made a show out of the books yeah they made a show out of the books that you were talking about that would be on ytv and 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 the nickelodeon in the states so so um i i thought it was funny though that he was like he knew what animorphs was and like had to explain it to ruby and you know freaking deep deep cut man (laughs) i loved it i loved it so good um cool anything else you wanted to say about these interviews well, no, it's just again, huge thanks to to Disney Studios Canada and and, and Lucasfilm for just giving us the opportunity to sit down with, you know, four of the cast members plus the showrunner uh, means a lot, you know, especially because the show was on our radar of something that we wanted to cover. But I think even for myself, I was I was surprised at how much 
I enjoyed it and it excited me that much more to sit down and do these interviews uh, with with John and and Aaron and Amr because it, it, they're, they're the cast, the story, everything is just is so elevated and it's tons of fun. And in a, in a you know, I, to- I said it in the interview in a in a year where we got Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, you know, Willow is definitely a surprise and delight of the fantasy genre. So it's it was a great privilege to have the opportunity to sit down and do this. A hundred percent. And a uh, little nugget from John at the end of your interview of they're making they, they want to make more. They are making more. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like we'll get a season two and we'll probably have another chance to sit down uh, and talk with some of these folks. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be really great. Maybe Warwick next time we'll chat with him, um, even if it's just a shorter interview. Uh, see what I did there? He he makes jokes like that where it's OK. It's fine. It's part of his comedy style. Well, that is it. We hope you enjoyed this special Behind the Geeks episode uh, with showrunner and cast of Willow. Um, And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us both here on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric and wherever you like to listen to podcasts. You can follow us on socials on Instagram at wearegeekcentric or on Twitter at geekcentricYT. Uh, And as we come to the end of the year, Uh, We still have some pretty, I think, fantastic stuff coming up to round out November and December uh, with more reviews and interviews on the way. Like our most recent uh, review for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and our interview with Palm Clementief, where Justin actually brought up a really great question of who she would want the Guardians to gift to her to make her holiday special. Uh, And I was not expecting... (laughs) who she said um but i think that whole interview made me smile just as much as the the holiday special itself yeah so i again uh click subscribe click the bell like all the things so you don't miss anything and and leave a a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice justin thanks again for joining me for this quest filled behind the geeks episode and as we say love ya peace